0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 109 of the Dorksman Podcast. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate.
1: This is Broadway Joe Namath.
2: I am Collector Clint.
0: And we are joined by a very special guest this week. I will let him introduce himself.
2: Uh, Corgi Commander. Not that special. Just a guy. I don't (laughs) know about all that, man.
3: (laughs) Well, the nice thing is you're so special that your episode you were on originally is still pertinent and informational today. That's how great you are, Corgi.
0: It's true. So, if you oh, forget, like, what, what episode was that? Yeah, <laughs> it was early, early on. There was, um, but it was a uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, ah. which was a wonderful, wonderful episode, which is going to be really important these days as uh, conventions open up. I know that like we, know what. people, people are going to NYCC. People are getting ready to go to ECCC. I got my pro badge tickets and stuff. So you know, fingers crossed, these things happen. Um, but if you need a refresher, please go back like some 80 episodes probably mm-hmm. and uh, check that episode out where we had Corgi on telling us all the things that you should be doing and not doing uh, at a convention. Um, so make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Dorksman. Uh, you can always play Dorksman Bingo uh, at DorksmanBingo.com. And as always, shout out to Andrew from the Brothers Newland and the Torby One podcast for building that for us. And, of course, Larry from the STS guys uh, for building that amazing redirect. Um, you can find their podcasts and ours on the Cross the Streams Media. Uh, they are at CTS Media on Twitter, uh, the uh There's a bunch of other podcasts on there, like Secondary Heroes, uh, Burn Appetit, uh, Three Beers and a Mic, What's the other one? The Burt Reynolds and uh, Charles Bronson. Bronson. Charles Br- I always forget Charles Bronson. As just How do you remembered. forget Charles Bronson? It's true. <laughs> this maybe have, maybe I have a death wish. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, did. <laughs> uh, I did it. Anyways, yes. Uh, make sure uh, you follow us there. The episodes go live there every morning on Monday morning at 7 a.m. Nice and early 7 a.m. For you early morning people, which I am not. No nope. That's
1: specifically Pacific time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like Manny. Manny gets up at like four in the morning to go mm-hmm. to work for like five. That's disgusting. I agree. Yes, right. it is. It, <laughs> it is makes disgusting. me nauseous.
0: It does. Just the thought of four a.m., five a.m. is just. I know.
1: I get up at five thirty, and that's bad enough. That is bad enough.
0: That's terrible. That is sleeping in like seven o'clock for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like on the weekend, I'm like, ah, I slept to eight. Wow, this is amazing.
0: That's terrible. I know. Because your kids are grown now, too, which is like even worse. Because it's not like you have to get up and take care of your right. kids in the morning.
1: Speaking is... of the most grown, when he moved out today, finally. Oh, nice. <laughs>
3: I like how you
2: are I, I mean, not at all oh, sad about that. <laughs> <no>.
1: <laughs> I was. I was. I, I, I hugged him a little bit longer when he left than I usually do.
0: That's nice. <laughs> and then Maybe I kicked him back. in the ass and told him to leave. Yeah. Put a kick me sign on his back. as you. Bye. Heard. Girl, bye. <laughs> So he moved into the dorms. He's uh, he's off to college. Right? He
1: is well. You know, he's still he was splitting time between me and his mom's house. But um, he is move-in day for him is Friday, oh, so that's... he took his last few things from here and brought them to his mom's house. Actually, his roommate's moving in early, so he's dropping them off. That's right. He left here, went to the dorm to drop off some stuff, and then he'll get his whole move-in day on Friday.
0: Nice. Well, McGuire is also my son, so yes. I wish him well as he. <laughs> As he goes on to college.
2: My two dads. That's yes. right, yes.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm forgetting if I have anything else for housekeeping. It's been like... I don't think so. We no, don't have don't anything. Think so. I think we yeah, did nah, forget I forget it. it. It's
1: not that important.
0: Yeah, you can still buy pins it, if
3: you want. I mean, we still have them, but other than that...
0: <laughs> yes, buy some pins so Clint doesn't...
1: They're uh, retro now. now. That's
0: right. They are retro. They're vintage.
1: vintage. vintage. Yeah. No, sit
0: on them. I want him yes, to sit on them. Without right. the little, with or h- without the backers, gang. No, without the backer.
3: huddle gang, huddle right. Just
2: Batman
0: Make man's... sure you don't confuse vintage and. and uh, That's right, retro or Reese will haunt Reese... you in your dreams. Yes. Oh great. man,
1: I've already forgotten.
0: <laughs> don't tell him that. Yeah, don't tell him that. Anyways, because Clint's here this week, that's why we have uh, Ask the Dorksman. Because without Clint here, Joey and I are incapable of opening up the uh, Google Doc to uh, look at what Ask the Dorksman questions we have. Um, so because adding value. Here, yay! here, yeah, we are going to do some Ask the Dorksman today. Uh, so it's been a couple of weeks since we've done it. But our first question this week comes from our good buddy, Ferd. Uh, again, Ferd, I love you, but I'm not reading out your Twitter handle because it's uh, all those a mix of letters and <laughs> it's numbers. It's Islander. Yeah, it's You're Islanders, with that. except for the uh, one six seven one. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> so his question, and so he's hard. assuming everyone has seen the new Spider-Man trailer. Because if you haven't by now, what is wrong with you? Please. Well, if exactly. you haven't paused
1: this, go watch it for no, three minutes don't. and come back. No, 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 don't pause it. We're going to ruin it.
0: We are going to ruin it. Yeah. We so Iron Man's in it. it. He's alive. He is. Very. There's three of them. Anyways, first question <laughs> is: uh, In the new Spider-Man trailer, Peter Parker is seen wearing Air Jordan ones on the rooftop. Yes, uh, what he do you is. think Spidey does with his kicks when he changes into costume? Uh, his pre-integrated costume suit. He thinks Peter puts his kicks into a covered spiderweb bag, hopefully out of sight and out of weather conditions. So what do you guys think he does? Well, isn't there one of the Spider-Man movies where he does do
3: that? Where one of the spider men I don't know which one does, you know, has a web sack hanging from a building of his clothes and his backpack. It might even be Tom Holland in the first one. I
1: don't remember, but there is one where it happened. There, there is one, and I think it is that one. I think he's the first in the first one when he's first kind of getting his... Gotcha. He does
2: together, address so it, to too. Speak. he, he keeps getting stolen. I think he was like, this is my third backpack. Yes. So even, <laughs> even putting it in the spider bag, some kid with like nail clippers or scissors are stealing his stuff. <laughs> nail clippers. I want to see that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, Joey, starts out. I mean, those are some nice kicks. There was some debate online whether it was the uh, Shadow 2.0s that he was wearing or the Hyper Crimson's. I think it was the Hyper Crimson's, though. Like, people like did screenshots, like, look, there's a little, you know, orange in it. So, I mean, you know, you got to take care of your kicks. So, you got to do something with them. I, I, I personally think he goes to a subway locker and puts them in there and locks them up real quick before he does his quick change. Either that or he finds like a, a phone booth, like Superman, and he, he hides him somewhere. I don't know. He's got to take care of him. See, my my answer is actually the exact opposite. I think he
3: keeps them on, and the reason, part of the reason I think of that is they are a high high performance footwear. Also, um, based off what we saw on the preview, spoiler alert, is that he's got the nanotech suit and it just covers him. He doesn't actually have time to take off his clothes or do anything. So I think he keeps them on again. For the high performance and for speed and to run faster, because we all know the better the kicks, the faster you run.
1: Okay, well apparently, Clint's <laughs> never had a pair of retro Jordan ones on because they are very uncomfortable and not very high performance at all. I would definitely not want them to be fighting crime in them. I'd be
3: like, it is yeah, fashion over function, it for
0: sure is for Jordan ones. Unfortunately,
3: yeah. Well, you guys yeah. know the extent of my my footwear, so um, tums. Uh, yeah, get that, <laughs> I mean that, that's that's his name brand as I get. So he does have some Vans on in another he scene, does. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I have my rainbow flip flops, and that's about it. So, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with my answer based off what I know. But I think he actually keeps them on. And you know, when you're in a life situation, I don't think you're really worried about how your kicks are gonna come out. I think you're more worried about
1: what's gonna happen to Mary Jane. But, if he's if if he's wearing Jordans, he is definitely worried about them getting creased. So he is definitely taking them off.
2: Yeah, that was going to be my point. He does take them off. I mean, I don't care if the nano suit; it's not gonna protect it from creases and the moves that he's doing. So he flings them in a spider bag, puts them on a roof and hopefully has like Apple ID tag on it or something. <laughs> I know, where they are.
3: Well, hypothetically, and I correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm sure he in, you know, could get a new pair pretty easily from his friend. Pepper pots are happy, right? So he's got to not... get paid at some point, right? Like, right I, like
0: this is a discussion I've had previously with, with my wife. We're just talking like, um, spoiler alert. Well, I guess a little bit like we, we talked about, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, and yeah. kind of tying it back. So it's like, the boat's leaking. Right. Okay. Pay for it. You don't get paid? <laughs> you save the fucking world like are you kidding me like you don't get some kind of government salary you like pre- you know like tony's doesn't have extra money to give you for right all the work a, you're doing i think that's a bit <laughs> of a stretch
1: on. just to move some of the plot points along and some of the yeah, movies yeah, yeah that yeah, all yeah, the avengers yeah. don't have money come on right. man you can't tell me tony didn't help these guys out and right. some of the other stuff they're doing not warranting pay i mean i understand they were on the run for more, for a while right but you can't right. tell me tony didn't take care of him especially after he passed away he didn't will anybody any money come on now right
0: there that's true um this pains me to say but I, I agree with clint i think he actually keeps them on um because like we saw the suit the suit literally just goes over him
1: so wait are um, we talking about like the current
0: or just in the talent? trailer right well well what is further asking he's talked about the trailer so we're talking like in the this. new movie Yes. In the new movie, yes.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I could yeah, maybe see that in the new movie, that maybe it's got some kind of technology to encapsulate his shoes and protect them right. from creasing. It's got some of those inserts that go inside the shoe to protect
0: it from creasing. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing for me, though, is that, like, just from what I understand of Peter's character, he doesn't care if they are creased. He does not look the type that... He is not a sneakerhead. He's just a kid who loves doing what he does and he just wears them because maybe someone got them for him or these were the cool shoes to have and that's like that's what he bought to fit in with his high school friend like you know it's not a it's not a collection thing to him and that's why i feel like if he could he would fight crime in them because that's just what he would do um it's just uh thinking a little bit further about his 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 personality and, and his uh his character So so
3: basically uh, what you're saying is we all need an Aunt May. She's going to hook him up with those shoes. Yes. Gotcha.
0: Yes. Yes, we do. But also, I don't don't know what's safer, to put your shoes in a subway locker in New York City or to just hide it behind a dumpster in New York City. What would would guarantee that they would still be there when you go back? It's it's a tough question.
3: Yes, it is. And I I, I honestly don't want to think about it.
2: (laughs) First world superhero problems. Right. Right.
0: they exist uh, they're people too they are people too um thank you for for the question you already answered it so clint won't bother to bother you on twitter about it we're also so thanking for the question okay well that's not bothering him okay yeah all right Fun next question comes from our good friend austin uh austin double underscore keel uh, on keel. twitter it will kill. and uh the funko hunko on uh, instagram he was streaming earlier today sorry you missed it austin but uh your streams are a lot of fun so make sure you check him out on twitch uh when he does stream uh his question is inspired by the uh, villain multiverse crossover in the spider-man trailer uh which movie tv villain would you bring over to another movie or show to spice things up
1: It's funny we have these Spider-Man related questions, both of them, and we're not talking about Spider-Man today on the podcast. No, but it's very topical. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought about it, and I would love to see, like one of my favorite uh, kind of sci-fi horror type movies growing up when I was a kid was Lawnmower Man. I don't know if anybody remembers that movie, Um, but it's like VR based uh, type of type of deal. I'd like to see that crossed over with The Matrix, where, like, Agent Smith and the Lawnmower Man team up against Neo. So it's just like a technology-based fight. So not like any kind of superhero-type stuff. But was not was the question MCU-specific? I didn't notice that. And if it no, was, is it I don't any, care. Any I just answered how uh, I want, well, Clint. Things.
3: You're not my okay. dad.
1: I <laughs> I thank God I don't wanna be
3: um okay, well, that's fair. That's cool. I get it. I thought it was m c u specific apparently, I was wrong. I can admit that, but I still didn't change my answer i'm I think Magneto is one of the coolest villains there is period um, uh, yes just just Agreed. because his backstory isn't right necessarily of i want to take over the world, he wants justice and what have you and um, I'm excited. I, I, I'm this is kind of a cop out, but I'm excited to see when he gets to the MCU and and him interact with more than just the X Men. I think he'd be a, a pretty cool villain to interact with the Avengers or even and you know any of the side characters. It'd be really neat to see somebody of his class, uh, you know, uh, ranking if you will, as a mutant versus some of these other guys or excuse me, Miracle as they've had to say in the MCU previously. But um, Magneto is definitely where I want to see more of him interacting with more. Whatever it is, superheroes. Yeah, put him in the DC. Go against the Justice League. He'll destroy them Either way, uh, Magneto's my answer. How about what you, you Cordy? Uh,
2: I did the same thing as Joey. I wanted to see two heroes team up. So John Wick and Bob Odenkirk's character from Mister or mm. uh, from Nobody. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see them those two team up and just take on the underworld, Kingpin or something.
0: That would be, oh, that'd be cool. That should be really cool. That'd be fun. And then Netflix
2: um, just recently had what, Gunpowder Milkshake, where it yes. kind of had a similar underworld secret society, but with uh, Karen Gillen as the heroine.
1: I still need to watch that. Nate Nate recommended it. It's and good. It's a lot chance of fun. To Watch it
0: maybe tomorrow. Really one. since yeah. since I'm off tomorrow now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get blown away. Yeah, just be safe Probably. while you do it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hopefully your powder.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. See this one, I was like thinking like some kind of villain into a comic book um style movie i would really love to see someone like hannibal lecter Mm. in a batman movie so it's like it's kind of the similar villain style where it's like you don't have like a superpower like it's not superman obviously he just like punched lecter into the moon and like that'd be over right but like where it's a bit more cerebral where it's like uh, Batman thinks it's one of the Gotham villains, but it turns out to be, no, it's Hannibal Lecter and he's, you know, he's hes hes eating people and he's, you know, doing some crazy shit, so. Okay, Nate uh, wins.
1: That's a, that'd got be the best cool one crossover. to watch. It really yeah, would be. I, hey, let's it really get Christopher feels like it could Nolan be it really feels like it could be a Frank Miller uh, mm, type of mm, uh, totally. graphic novel or something. Yeah, mm. yeah, I could agree with that.
3: I could definitely agree with that. Let's make it happen. So, we did also get the question, and just throw it out there, what do you you guys think of the new Spider-Man trailer? Are you excited about the movie?
1: I kind of have mixed feelings about it, Yeah, but I usually do on the teasers that they release, because, I don't know, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's almost like too much already just for a teaser, like to have already teased... Doc Ock, have, to have already teased the Green Goblin. Um, there's, you know, talk that, you know, there was Sandman and Electro for a second. Which, I mean, I think we all knew that these guys were coming, but we weren't like 100% sure. And to just kind of like throw it out there, all of a sudden, it was it was a little too much. Like, like, leave some stuff for either a later trailer or for the movie itself. That's what I wish Marvel would start doing, is trying to cut back on how much they tell in the trailer and i know they're great about misdirection right where mm-hmm. they like either cut it to where it looks like something's happening that doesn't really end up happening or they edit stuff out or they show a scene that they filmed but didn't end up happening kind of like the whole Hulkbuster suit thing from um infinity war so we'll, we'll see what we actually get once it comes into theaters
3: right well i was gonna i agree with you completely about the te- t- it's not a teaser <laughs> it was a full-on trailer i don't know why you can call it a okay teaser or first, uh, oh, i'm sorry minutes. the
1: i guess i framed that wrong it was their first trailer right no the, i the I thought they trailer, were yeah. i thought
3: they were claiming it was a teaser i wasn't yeah, i that, saw
2: the label as yeah i wasn't it was like th- oh no, did I, they label I, it as a teaser? yeah i wasn't yeah, saying you were wrong teaser, i yeah. i agree
3: with you yeah i you weren't wrong that that's my point is they said teaser and then it was three minutes long yeah, <laughs> you got
2: a 15 minute trailer
3: <laughs> right like it's it's hard to call that a teaser but I also agree with you that they're really a misdirection. So I, I, it's hard to say what they will and won't do. For all we know, um, you know, hypothetically, Doc Ock shows up at the uh, end credit scene. You know what I mean? So who knows? My point is, uh, like you said, misdirection. So, but I agree, it's a little much, and it's a lot coming at us. And especially since the movie is what four months away, December is that right?
1: Uh, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's right.
3: I mean, we have still got a ways to go. Um, which means there's going to be two, and I'm going to use quotes here. Actual trailers still coming. Imagine so. Uh, yeah, here's hoping they don't give away too much. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember um, which one was it. Was it the second? I can't remember this. I think it was the second reboot of the X Men, the second movie, where they just kind of crammed everything they possibly mm-hmm. could in, mm-hmm. and it was just too much, in my opinion. Um, not that there, that was other flaws of that movie, but. Like, I really hope they don't do this with that Spider-Man just for the sake of getting everything in there. You know what I mean? Like, no one's in a rush. We, we're we going to go to the MCU. You might as well make more money off of us and put it in multiple movies if you want. And maybe they're getting to that. But, yeah, don't just don't put everything in the movie at one time. We don't need it. There's no reason for it.
1: Yeah, it, it worries me along the lines of what you're talking about that they revealed that much in the trailer. And you know they mm-hmm. didn't reveal everything. So it's right. like, what else are we getting? I mean, I know the rumors are out there about well, certain on previous right. people being there. But, you know... I, it's like, like you're saying, you don't have to put it all in in, in, in just one movie. Nope. Well, I'll, the thing I'll pay I love, you to see more.
0: The thing I love about these discussions is that in six months, we'll have a podcast about the movie and we'll all be like, they did it right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> like, amazing. This, this was like the greatest Spider Man movie ever since the last one. And it's like, and this is how we always are. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of fun because it's like we're a bit cautious about it, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, you know they are not going to they're not going to fumble this like they are they are doing an incredible amount of work to set up the next 10 years because that's just the vision that they have and um yeah like we've talked about it. it's just like they've planted things 10 years ago that we're starting to see now and it's just like this is incredible like this is not like this was not a fluke like they didn't just be like oh remember that like they had it mapped out they knew this was going to happen so i i have full confidence um, I know that Sp- uh, Spider, Venom and Carnage come on October 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, could you imagine if there was like some kind of cameo in that with like just like some kind of teaser that was like some kind of Spider-Man teaser that like it would be insane. Too and much. Too much. It's, it's possible. All, yeah.
3: it's, 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 it's absolutely too much. That'd be just, yeah. It's just too much. But anyway. No.
2: Give me the Sinister Six. Just skip to Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And even that's a big stretch. But, you know, whatever they need to do. I, I got face.
0: I got faith. Anyway, excellent. Awesome. Thank you, Austin, for that question. Um, we love getting Ask the Dorksman questions. Uh, we do ask for them all the time and you guys do keep them coming. Uh, of course, we do have a giant backlog. So, as we get to them, we uh, as we see them, we add them uh, and we try to get to them as quickly as we can. So, every every few months we do like a Ask the episode where we just focus on your questions. So, uh, don't worry if your question doesn't get answered. We try to answer everybody's stuff and try to mix up who asks the questions and who whose questions we answer. So keep them coming. We like mm-hmm. it. Amen. Um, so the reason why we have our good buddy Corgi on this week uh, may not be for what you think it is. Uh, you may think he's here to talk cons again as cons are opening up. You'd be wrong. Uh, he's wrong. here to talk <laughs> about what uh, some people may consider the um the most annoying time of year to be on social media some people call it you know like for me i think this is like the fifth season you know we have uh you know we have like summer fall autumn spring fantasy football is the fifth season oh, yes. um, <laughs> so this so, wait, is wait, why wait. how long does the season
2: last I well, if know, you're in I dynasty yes. all year
0: yeah exactly <laughs> okay but yes we are here to talk about fantasy football Uh, So, if you you have no interest in fantasy football, I'm sorry. But you get to hear Corgi's voice. So, there's a Um, (laughs) trade-off. I know we're all in a league together. Except Corgi. Um, I'm in Corgi's league, so I'm in a league with them. And then we're in the other league. So many leagues. So many leagues. And my my
1: school work league hasn't even started yet, and that would be number three. Which I know a lot of people have even more than that, but I've never kept up with more than one. So, this will be interesting. Oh, I ate one year. I had seven
2: last year, and I had to pare it down to like three, three or two this year. So
1: yeah, I figure three is the max. Three, yeah, three is a decent number, especially if you have almost completely different rosters. Oh, well, that's a lot to try to keep up with. I'm gonna try to get mine as similar as possible. Good luck. I know it's a pipe
3: dream. You're right. Yeah, you'd have to trade down a lot to do that if you wanted to, to be honest. But good luck. I wish you well.
0: It except in the league I'm in with you. Right. Go to hell there. But
3: Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think Restful. Joey
2: took my spot in that league.
3: I probably did. Did I? Maybe. I yeah. don't know. He
2: For the record, I,
3: I've, I've, played, I've played Corgi in the championship twice in the leagues we've been in together, and I've lost both times. So.
1: Oh. Yeah. That's, so, so he owns you, is what you're saying?
3: Yeah.
2: Kinda, yeah. So every time he tries to talk crap on me, I just kind of let it slide off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I, I the second time I learned not to say a word because I'm like I'm gonna get beat anyway.
1: <laughs> Lesson learned from the first. Yeah, beating. I,
3: I I did learn from my first beating. Did but you? I did. I did. Yes. But the beating. But that's continued. the thing. Corgi could fit like the ball boy in when he plays me, and somehow he wins. Like the ball boy <laughs> runs for a touchdown or something. It's insane.
2: Oh yeah, the water boy.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> Here comes John Elway after being retired for 20 years and
1: throws three touchdowns, and somehow Corgi knew to start him. <laughs> it's like that episode of The League where that... Uh, I'm trying to think of the character's name right now. He drafts, like, all kickers. Oh, uh, Taco. Andre? <laughs> or Taco no, Andre. Taco. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: Love Taco. that show.
3: Uh, it's been gone now for years, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. I, I just finally kind of discovered it uh, a couple of months ago and then just, like, binged the whole thing. Yeah, I'm on so it was new to me.
2: On my current rewatch of it.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I love that show. It's great.
0: Is that why you're so successful? You've learned all your secrets from from the TV show? Of what not to do? Yes. Yeah, but the only
3: difference is on that show, like, the athletes show up. Like, when they're having the Jordan Jordan, Cameron episode and they both show up, you're like,
1: why can't that happen to me? (laughs) At a funeral of all places. Right, right.
3: So, go figure. But, anyway. So fantasy football, um, for those of you who, uh, it is basically Dungeons and Dragons, except it's in person and, uh, you know, nerds play it, or at least they should, if they, you know, it's, it's every jock's attempt to be a nerd, I guess you could say. Um, there's a whole bunch of different ways to play it in the sense of the type of leagues and we'll talk a little bit about that. There's different ways to score, we'll talk about that. And um, there's just different ways people do it. So, uh, well, I guess talk about that. So, kind of jumping in, you heard Corgi say Dynasty League. And, uh, first of all, and, and Corgi interrupted anytime anybody, the other two guys don't interrupt me, even though if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> there's, um, you're wrong. The Dyn- <laughs> and then I said, no, the Dynasty League means why don't you define it for us, Corgi, so people understand what it is.
2: Dynasty League is uh, you draft a pretty deep roster, and that's your team from now on. You you act like a real general manager, coach of a team, and uh, 20 plus people on your roster, and you have a rookie draft after the rookie draft, the real NFL rookie draft in a few rounds, and uh, it's your team forever, and a lot of people, you know have the same player on it, you know, people who have drafted Kelsey when he was a rookie have been riding high on him for half Mm -hmm. a decade now, so it's, yeah, as opposed to a redraft where you get a new team each year.
3: There you go, perfect. Are you in any Dynasty Leagues?
2: One, my first time this year, yeah.
3: So this will be the first time you've done it? Yeah. Okay, All right. interesting, I'm interested, I I would like to hear more about that, because it's always interested me, but I've never, first of all, I've never found people to do it, and secondly, I don't know if I could have the patience to keep up with it, because, I'll draft somebody like um like Adrian Peterson, get one good year out of him, then he gets hurt for a year and then he gets traded around a lot and just does okay. You know, so and he that's,
0: beats his kid and then he gets, you know, Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's
3: that's that's kind of my style, I guess. So um, I'm interested to hear how this goes. Okay, but but the redraft is hands down the most common. And um for anybody listening, the most common type of redraft league is always what's called a snake draft. And what a snake draft does is whoever gets the first pick goes to second pick, third pick, so on, and then kind of reverses for the next round. So the person at the first pick gets the last pick for that round, kind of flip-flops back and forth. You guys would say that that's the most common type, right? Correct. Yeah, so, um, and I know that's what I've been, I think I've always done it that way. I don't think I've ever yeah. done, yeah. I've never done an auction draft. Done, an yeah. auction draft, and Corgi, again, correct me if I'm wrong, have you, have you ever done an auction draft?
2: No, but I've researched it, and I. <laughs> everyone I play with has never done it before. I kind of wanted to get someone who's done it, just mm-hmm. because I don't want to do it wrong.
3: Right. Well I wouldn't mind doing it, but it kinda of goes with the same principle of the um of the Dynasty League in the sense that you're given a set allowance for the year at the beginning and you basically buy or bid on players until, you know, a certain price is matched nobody wants to bid it or I, I, however you do it. I don't know if it's a time thing or if it's just highest bidder wins kind of thing. But you do that, and then you're stuck with the rest of that allowance for the year. So for players get hurt or players come up or whatever the case is, and you want to, you want to add them to your the roster, you have to, again, bid on them. And, you know, sometimes that involves nobody else knows who it is, so you get them for a dollar. Or there's a bidding war that happens and, you know, could go for who knows how high, saying, I don't know, I don't want to jinx anybody, so I don't want to name a specific, uh, specific uh, player. But that player who you draft in the first round goes down, and their replacement is on the waiver wire, so people bid higher to get that player. Did I explain that correctly? Yeah. Okay. And that's all that's usually hypothetical money. I don't think I'd really spend do like a thousand dollar buy in for those leagues. So uh no thanks, not for me. So those are kind of the main types of drafts, right? Did I miss one? Did I miss anything? No uh,
2: best ball. Best ball is where you don't have to set up a lineup every week. You draft it kinda of like a dynasty in that it's a really deep roster mm-hmm. you know 15 20 players and you don't have to set up a line each week it's just that your highest scoring players is that's week's points and you basically set it and forget it. it's a one-time draft and the end of the year like who won so, so you don't I've never your,
3: done... So you don't change your roster at all during the year
2: uh no i think the wow. waiver wires close and everything it's like oh wow it forget it yeah i've
3: never heard of that that's cool
0: i like that's... to try that just because it's like it feels like a lot less Work and micromanaging, yeah. <laughs> right? It's a lot less work. And I'm like... not
3: arguing. Be, I, I didn't I didn't know that kind of thing existed. See, can that's you why we still make this.
0: trades with other people?
2: I don't know. I've, the what I've seen is I know the waiver wire is closed, basically, that's why you have to draw, you know, draft a lot of backup right. running backs, backup quarterbacks, and you have to uh, worry about buys because if you lose mm. all your care, mm. you know, week sevens like bike apocalypse this year. Um, but I don't know if you can do trades honestly. Mm.
0: That sounds – I like that in a way. If it, <laughs> it I guess it really depends on, on where you draft, how you draft, um, like how many people are in the league because um, like I've done – traditionally I've, I've done like 10-team leagues, and 10-team leagues already it's like it gets really thin like in the later rounds. Dude. And I've done like 12-team yeah. leagues, and like that's even worse. Um, and it's just – it's – um, it becomes. It really becomes. How much research did you do, and are you lucky? I, I, you know, like I, I've played in leagues where we've got guys that are like crazy on stats, and like they've they've done hours and hours of research, and it's like you just cannot prepare for the NFL season. It is honestly, um, it's just it's too much. There's it's too much that happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. between um, yeah injuries Tra- yep. and especially with uh you know with COVID yeah mm-hmm. COVID trades. Um, just general player performance because very rarely do you have a player that kills it one year and then is consistently that good the next year or better Mm -hmm. um there's i mean obviously there are cases like that but it's it feels rare um i agree you gotta gotta do a lot to to prepare for that so i would agree
3: so one thing kind of kind of keeping this going is the i'm trying to think the right word i'm not going to use it so please correct me but the uh the celebration, if you will, of the draft itself, you know, people, how people do the drafts and how people, you know, rent rooms or, or, you know, get together in person to do it. And I know that's changed because of COVID, uh, just my neighbor next door, I was leaving today to go, uh, meet up with a friend. And as I'm leaving his garage door is open, he has 12 guys in there, all <laughs> getting ready to draft all with their computers plugged in and, you know, made me miss that part of it. But there are some people that go all out for when they actually do their drafts. Um, I've done it a couple times where I've gone to a bar. We've gotten their deal, you know, get you know, bring twelve people and spend this much money, you get whatever the case is, and we'll give you Wi-Fi and draft boards and blah 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 blah. Um, I kind of miss that part. I hope some, I hope something like that actually happens again. And I, and luckily with stuff like Zoom and and Skype, we can actually kind of do that, but it's not nearly the same as it has been in years past. I
2: think it was talked about after everyone's kind of like COVID out. Maybe next year we want to do a uh, a live draft in in Vegas. See, that'd be. Mm. I mean, I know
3: that we were talking about the league earlier, and they always do something fun for their draft, don't they?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, they
3: do. I wouldn't mind, but I think there's I think there's something to be celebrated with that too. I don't think that I think that's something that's included. And I think that's what some people look forward to. I know people have gone to drafts, drafted their team, and not touched it again. So that that big point one we talked about would be perfect for them. But uh, you know, they want to get this together and have fun with people, so um you know i know that's a that's a thing people do i used to even try to do it with my work draft back when i was the commissioner and I had to pull some teeth but we got it done
2: i think before we go further into it i think that's the most important thing about fantasy football is the the interaction with the other managers i mean if you're in a work league where no one's talking no one's trading mm. and you're just playing i mean what's the point besides I mean, if there's no bragging if there's no trash talking it's it's kind of just vanilla and it's not fun so yeah family leagues are pretty fun when everyone gets together we did like a whole minute to win it uh contest to decide draft order and we did the little mini games and stuff like that and that was really fun that would be fun that's awesome so if you're gonna do fantasy football and you're interested in it find a group of eight ten twelve even number of people that you're gonna have fun just hanging out with and having drinks at the bar eating snacks at home you know whatever but talking
3: smack during the year oh yeah (laughs) Um oh that's actually a really cool idea to do it that way. Yeah, I hope everybody I, I hopefully COVID's like you said out and we can get back to that 'cause that would be that'd be a lot of fun to do something like that. Um I had something to say and I can't remember what was. And I was trying to stall and I'm drawn a blank, so <laughs> whatever. Uh oh fourteen team league. I don't know if you guys have ever done that. That's rough.
0: That seems brutal. That seems too many. Way it too was. Rough.
3: It was. Like after like the eighth round you're like, uh I'll take the mascot. I mean there was nobody left, you know. <laughs>
2: I was in a 14-team last year. The owner of it abandoned the league at like week seven. So my oh. cousin asked me to cousin asked me to come out, take over for it. I didn't have to pay the the dues or anything, but it was the team that drafted Christian McCaffrey, and he was out for the season, so he kind right. of just bailed on it. And it was 14-team league with two IDP spots, and like oh, I, did, I did not like their, and they only had like four bench spots. I'm like, how are you guys managing this team? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it was, it so was I a guess- lot of rules. I guess
3: that's something to talk about is the way different ways to play also with position. So, I mean, you anybody listening probably knows there's a such thing as a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then usually a defense and a kicker is the team. Uh, how that's played is, is differently. I know, like, if you do Yahoo, by default, I think you have, like, three receivers, two running backs, a quarterback, a tight end, defense, and a kicker. I know a lot of people these days play with what's called a flex, and a flex is going to be... I'm going to call it a ball-carrying position, so either a running back, a tight end, or a wide receiver. Um, but as Corgi, for all you guys who are wondering what an IDP is, it's a individual defensive player is what it stands for, right? Yes. And, and usually I did that league, one year. Yeah, well, it it I've done it one year too, it's and it's, it is brutal. It,
1: it, it's rough because unless you get like one of the guys that's just like – a ball hawk, maybe in the secondary, that always gets interceptions, or somebody that's always like double-digit sacks. It's very difficult to play with an individual defensive player. I mean, that's where really draft strategy comes in, because it's like, okay, am I going to spend a you know second or third round pick on an individual defensive player, and then all of a sudden somebody drafts one, and then somebody else, and it's a domino effect. It's like, oh, okay, I guess oh, we're yeah. all wasting yeah, this better, round better on get it, yeah, defensive players. Yeah. That's usually what um, happens with tight ends, right?
0: I did one league one year or for a couple of years actually and it was uh it was even worse. It was uh we had uh defensive ends and um yeah, we had defensive ends, we had safeties, like it was just this weird mix of yeah, linebackers. Right. It was this weird mix of very specific defensive positions and at that point. There's really, like, four or five, maybe, in each position that are even worth wasting a pick on. Yes, Um, exactly. And even then, it's like, those guys, you don't know if they're on a decline year. And it's like, well, I'm screwed if, like, if I waste a round, like, an early round pick on taking a flyer on one of these guys. Yep, yep. And, uh, it's tough. Those, I, I did not enjoy that league. So I, I didn't, I didn't stay in that one for much longer than like, uh, I think two years. And I was like, no, I'm, I can't See, do this.
3: I was in that league, one of those that, had, and it was specific with the the IDPs. It was like one, you know, lineman, one, um, linebacker and one, um, safety. Secondary. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but that league also had four receivers and I think two quarterbacks. Now, <laughs> I've
1: played in a couple of leagues that did two quarterbacks, and it's, it's definitely interesting. It makes things very interesting, especially depending on how many teams you have. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to have this stud quarterback, and then I've got kind of like the guy that could have a good weekend, but he might have a bad weekend. But then at the same time, you still have to have at least one bench quarterback, you know, that's halfway decent too. So you're talking about, you know, 32 teams. You know, if you do 10 – 10 teams in the league, that's, you know, 30 out of the 32 quarterbacks are going to be drafted. And you know somebody's going to end up with four quarterbacks. It's, it, it's, a, it's a lot, but it does make things interesting. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I actually enjoyed it. I had Manning and Brady, I think, that
3: year. And <laughs> Brady actually didn't do very well. Manning did great, but... Um... Yeah, I uh I I wasn't a fan, but I yeah, yeah, like you said, it it makes it interesting and It definitely and, makes the
1: draft very interesting because it forces people to, you know, because most people who go usually depending on how the points are set up, most people either usually go wide receiver or running back with their first pick and usually mm-hmm. wait to like 2 or 3 for quarterback, In that double quarterback league, you almost better go first round with, a, with at least one of your quarterbacks, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Just because you're going to run out very quickly,
1: right? So you better get a top tier one quickly because you know you don't want to end up with two, you know, kind of mid range quarterbacks. Because if both of them have a down week, you're you're sol. You're. Um, I'm trying
3: to think what else I can say about. And then the other thing about draft about positions is what how they score. So I know there's a lot of traditional scoring out there, but I know like PPR or point per reception is really popular anymore. Um, I know some people score, you know, things like missed field goals, get a negative points versus, you know, other leagues, they'd get just no points. Um, so you always, you know, always got to consider these things. And I, I mean, I've heard some where we used to do our work one where every completion by a quarterback was a fourth of a point so that, you know, <laughs> you people like Drew Brees, who got an extra like 10 points every week because he had 40 completions, you know, uh, you're in the
2: ESPN league. You got a bunch of bonus points for like a hundred yards, 200, right, yards, right. Yeah.
3: Yep. I mean that's even another thing. Yeah, for every we used to do that too. Running backs around 100 yards, you got a five point bonus if there was yep. a. Yeah, I mean that's so tough. it's like
1: bad enough that they already had you know 150 yards running. You know, let's just give them a bonus too. Like that never made any sense. To, like yeah, it's like you underwear. already got a lot of points for the fact yeah. that they hit 150 yards. Why do they need bonus points for that? Well,
3: but I mean the point. Uh, I think the incentive in that is to get you to draft or plan your strategy around that. Like, and not that you wouldn't now, but you really want to go for say a running back that's a workhorse versus you know very common in the NFL these days is running back I committee. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, you're drafting letter Ward.
2: Yeah,
3: I, <laughs> and it is. It sucks, and usually that committee means more than two, unfortunately, but. Right um it's just interesting all the different things that you could and I, i'm sure I missed some just in this discussion but it's interesting all the different categories and changes you can make to really influence a league and to influence what positions or what specific players you draft when you know what i mean
0: I like um the traditional p p r scoring like just the default on like yahoo uh-huh. um, it's the one that I played with like probably the most in all in all the years that i've played and it's just it's simple to understand if you have a new person joining the league that's like not super into football and just like you know like just starting to get into it it's easy for them to understand the rules because it's again there's no none of these crazy modifiers and um you know they don't have to they really don't have to go too deep into uh kind of understanding of of the game and understanding of the players to to have a good time and I think that's a it's a good it's a good baseline but of course if you're playing with more hardcore players like You can, yeah, you can genuinely do any combination. Like I've seen, um, I've seen screenshots of people uh, that will post their fantasy weekend and it'll be like 550 (laughs) points to 450. It was like, yeah, what does this mean? Like one guy scored like four touchdowns, but he had like 300 points and it's like, uh, (laughs) like, okay, like I don't understand this at all. And like it's just like, it's just it's too much for me at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like
3: it's better to line it with the actual scoring the players have, or at least something that makes a lot of of logical sense. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can't. And then the best of those leagues. You see, I lost by a quarter of a point. It's (laughs) 525.5 to 525.25. You're like, what happened? Did your guys sneeze at the wrong time? How did you lose that many points for the high scoring of league? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Um, I've um, lost.
0: I've lost weeks um, with the, the, the PPR scoring. I've lost on like a reception. Like I've yeah, lost oh yeah. on like point two five points before, and it's the most painful thing.
2: Have you ever <laughs> lost on a quarterback kneel?
0: No, no I no, have. That was so, oh oh was my god! So, so
3: your league counts a quarterback kneel as a negative yard,
2: negative rushing right. yards. Oh I like, no, three man. times and I lost by like two tenths of a point. I was like,
3: oh. no. <laughs> You know what I have lost before, and this this is also I don't know if it's as bad as that, but I've lost on a correction midweek. So like oh, I I've won, won on a correction, mid-week. By <laughs> a little bit, and then like the correction happens like a oh like I a, hate yeah, those yeah, and you get I've correction won, midweek, and then the you lose, and you're like yeah. oh yeah,
2: that happens a lot in IDP leagues because they give mm. the person either the full tackle or a half a tackle, and you mm. get a lot of corrections in in, in defensive points.
0: Yeah. That's- I. Yeah, one one year it was again PPR and I remember I lost it was a semifinals and I lost because um the receiver caught a pass in garbage time and they were up by like three touchdowns and it was just like one additional catch and he ran out like he kneeled down and just to keep the clock running and I lost by like point two five mm. um, on on in garbage time and the most painful thing was then the week after I played in like the you know third place game, and my team beat like score wise would have beat the person oh, that yeah. won the championship that week, and right. it was just uh, like by it. a lot too, yep. and it was just like, uh, pain, <laughs> just pain. No, I, I felt well
3: here back to the league. Corgi and I were in where he beat me last time in the championship. It was a two game lead, a two game final.
0: Oh okay, yeah.
3: First game I beat him. First game I beat him by like a few points. Then I got demolished the very (laughs) second week. So it was an even worse tease. So So were the the uh... points aggregated for two? Yeah. Right. Okay.
2: So I had to beat him by so many points. I not only had to win, but by so many points and And he did.
3: And then he beat me again, basically, (laughs) I think that week. It was it was a murder. Like
0: somebody somebody should call the cops. It was bad. (laughs) So Joey, like, I know you coach football you've been around football like your whole life um does that impact how you draft like are you much more analytical or like do you you know is it do you get in your own head basically when, when you're drafting because not, of your knowledge not
1: not really um i i try to pay attention to like i'll be trying to watch this season for for maybe like a sleeper for next season, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I'll be trying to pay attention to somebody that's kind of, you know, just be, just below the radar, and maybe there's some kind of change in their roster. Like maybe it's a wide receiver that all of a sudden gets a new quarterback. Um, or I'll give you a perfect example. Like when Jimmy Graham first came into the league, like I knew Drew, Drew Brees loved checking down to tight ends. So I knew that he was going to end up scoring a lot of fantasy points. I got him, like, the fifth or sixth round, something like that. Um, and then it was – I don't think it was last season. I think it was season before last. Like, our league let Lamar Jackson go to the final round. Like, I ended up picking him up his rookie season in in the final round. Mm. Uh, Alvin Kamara I got in, like, the – fourth-ish round or something wow. his rookie season. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that That's the thing that I, I, I try to do, like I said, is try to look for guys or, you know, I watch college football, so try to watch for those guys that might be that, – that's my big – like, everybody knows the top guys that are going to score a lot of points. My mm-hmm. thing is I try to find the guys that I can pick up in those mid to late rounds that I'm like, okay, this guy's going to sneak up on somebody and end up being a, you know, top ten for his position – you know, on a on a pretty consistent basis. Um, try to do the same thing when I'm looking at um, previous year's performance. You know, just not looking for somebody necessarily that had like, you know, a, a, a few just outstanding seasons, but looking for that guy that's just been consistent across the board. Because that's usually my strategy is that like, I don't want to roll the dice on somebody whether they're going to have a big game or just a dud game. I want somebody that's going to consistently give me Again, depending on the scoring, you know, like ten to fifteen points or something like that, and if you can do that and and have that pretty deep with most of your running backs, tight ends, and receivers, you'll usually fare pretty well and make it pretty far into the playoffs.
0: Good hmm. brings you have... up a
2: good point: is uh, when you're drafting, you have the consistent players, so like Julian Edelman. No one, he's not sexy, mm. but he was going to get right. you know, seven to eleven targets and get you you know, eight to 12 points, depending on your scoring. That's uh, good to have a nice sexy. eight floor. <laughs> He's a good looking guy, but I'm going to no one drafts him. <laughs> yeah, Edelman, you know, sure. I, I usually, if I don't get him, I'll usually like do a trade and I'll usually get it from the guy who drafted him. They, they're, they're thinking they're getting this bargain, but I Edelman's like this throwing character. Like, Oh sure. Edelman's nobody. And then <laughs> you have the high upside people who don't have, consistent plays but they could win you a week like will fuller you know when he was in the Mm. texans he would have two or three touchdowns in a week and especially if you're the underdog going into the week you'll try to shoot for those high upsides players that might maybe when you that week so yeah yeah
1: I, i i have i have a question because it's it's something that usually bothers me every year like if if your team has like an arch rival Right, which all our NFL teams do, you know. Even if it's not one that everybody else that roots for your team thinks is your arch rival, you have your own personal opinion of what team you just absolutely can't stand. So no, you stay away from. Do you? Do you? Yeah, it's the Bucks right now. Um, it used to be the Falcons, but do you stay away from drafting people on those teams because you don't Mm. like rooting for them whenever they play? I do. I
3: honestly, I, 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 I take yeah. out everybody who's in the AFC West as a Bronco fan, <laughs> and don't let them get drafted in my team. So it sucks right now because you know I don't, I'm not drafting Kelsey, I'm not drafting um, the quarterback for Kansas City, whose name is completely escaping me right now. Mahomes. Thank you. Mahomes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. But so yeah. you like to
0: lose, Clinton, is what you're saying. I
3: know
2: right? that explains a lot of your <laughs> yeah. Track yeah. I mean, it's
3: not it's it. it I, I'm not saying it's great. And there were years when it worked out great when the Broncos were you know had Manning and they were on fire and it worked out fine, but. Uh, I I do for that reason. I just I can't. I don't. I should say I don't want to root for them, um, regardless of who they're playing. So I I I feel like there's enough to go around that I don't have to focus on that. And luckily, there you know my league also has the Chargers and the Raiders, and you know they're they're what they are. <laughs> so I do that, Joey, to answer your question.
1: Yeah, I, I stay away from them personally. I was just wondering what everybody else did. Nate Corgi, what do y'all usually do?
2: I do not. I I will tra- I will draft anyone. Have value that will become on the team mm-hmm. come game day. If the Raiders are playing the Broncos and I have the, the other guy has Darren Waller, I want him to blow up. I'll, even if he kills me in fantasy, I kind of I am still rooting for my home team. So you yes. root
3: for your NFL team before you root for your fantasy team. Correct. Okay, I'm that way too.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, same with Corgi here. I have no discrimination. I'm in it to win it because, well, of course me, you are. You're a Cowboys
3: fan. You got to get what you can get. Um, and even yeah, if I, even if I have
0: it. players, if I have players playing against the Cowboys, I am hoping that they put up like 70 points on the Cowboys while the Cowboys put up 80. So you know, it's just yeah. like, <laughs> it's one of those things that's like, you know, it won't happen. And you know, I, I, um, um, it's hard though sometimes to, like, to not. I mean, it's easy as a Cowboys fan to not draft Cowboys because you know they're not great. Um, but you know, it, it's tough sometimes when I guess when you have um, later on picks and it's just like, well, I guess I'll just take this guy and be a homer and just be like, just we'll see, we'll see if he does anything for me because I'm watching that game anyways. Yeah. So it'll be like um, throw him in for a buyback right 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 or here. something. You
2: have, you have uh, CD Lamb. You have Cooper. If Dak, hopefully she's. He's hey, Dak. hey, I was
3: gonna ask. Uh, what's the over under for how many games Dak misses because of COVID?
2: Because of COVID?
3: Yeah, because he refuses to get the vaccine.
2: Uh, a lot of players. Kirk Cousins well, doesn't have. Well, I know, COVID. but Dak's.
3: <laughs> Dak's. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's why I'm asking Nate. What's the over under on how many
1: games he misses?
0: Enough. It'll be enough. <laughs> It'll be enough for them to miss the playoffs again.
1: Is so. So that's kind of a follow up question. Do, because I'm kind of the same way. I usually like to have at least one Saints player on my mm-hmm. roster. Do, do you find yourself tempted or maybe you do draft one of your team's players higher than what they are actually valued at just so you can have somebody from that team on your roster? Because I, I've been in situations before where it was getting down to the nitty gritty and I didn't have a Saints player yet. And I'm like, I guess I'm taking the Saints defense or their kicker, you know, because I don't have anybody yet. Because I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I like having somebody for my favorite team on my fantasy team.
3: I, I will, but it's, it's, it's more, well, it depends on the league too. So like I'm on a couple of leagues that are here in Denver and everybody reaches on the Denver players.
1: Right. I, so, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So
3: I, you know, those leagues, I usually just don't even worry about it. And then I'll, you know, grab somebody then like, uh, no, I grabbed Noah Fant late numerous year you know, numerous times last year. as like my second to last pick and it worked out great. Right. Um, but the leagues that are not central here, I, I'm not going to lie, depending on where it is in the situation, I'd probably, I might reach a little bit and go for it. Because it, like you said, it's fun to have a player from your team you can root for, not only as your team, but also on your team. So I've done that. And I'll probably do it again.
2: You bring up a good point, though. It's uh, player biases. It, it, mm-hmm. That's how playing with people you know, as opposed to just randos that work that you may not interact with much. You know, that... 49er fan may give up more on a trade because they want, you know, Trey Lance or, you know, whoever's uh, on your bench and you can, you know, take advantage of that, that bias. Looking at it it you, might- Ferd, looking to take advantage <laughs>
3: of Ferd. By the way, I, I, this is a true story and I can't believe we let him do this, but there was a year where we had a person on our team draft all the Bronco players. Cause he reached on all of them, you know, every single one of them. And uh, he won that league that year.
1: Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was that the year that amazing. Manning had,
3: you know, the most most touchdowns he had. You know, Demarius Thomas and and uh, and Julius Thomas and Eric I can't remember Eric's last name now, uh, but he had all of them, and it worked out for him. You know, it was funny. He didn't Man- have a perfect. Sanders. Yeah. Well, this was before Emmanuel. Oh, okay. I think. Well, it was the guy the guy who had a, his wife was a a pop rock star. I don't remember her name now either, but. Um, either way, uh, the fact that he did it in one, I was very upset about, but.
0: So when you guys are drafting, do you guys have a specific strategy, um, that you try to stick with year on year? Do you guys mix it up? Cause I know a lot of people have a set path of what they do and they're, you know, they 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 stick to it. They're diehard, but they swear by it. i um, kind of like picking lotto numbers, you know? Um, so I'm just curious what you guys do in terms. It, of It depends strategy. on
1: the type of league too. Like whenever I play, like in one that does the double quarterback, which I've been in a couple of different leagues that did it, wasn't just the same league. And um, that one, you definitely got to draft QB first for sure. Um, usually, I kind of use what some of the GMs or coaches do when they're actually doing the actual NFL draft is you know just best available, you know, early on. Mm. Now, I know eventually you kind of have to start strategizing because, you know, best available could possibly be every round of receiver, right? And then all of a sudden you have no decent running backs. But I'd say probably first three rounds, I just try to go with best available at whatever the next position is. So, like, I might do best available at running back first round, best available at wide receiver second round, and then best available at quarterback third round, but then... You know that can go out the window if all of a sudden in second round people start popping quarterbacks off, and you're like, oh crap, I can't wait any longer. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm not one of those guys like you're talking about. Like, I I'm flexible. Like I'm gonna draft according to what everybody else is doing. So 100 if some if there's a pattern that starts developing, I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna have to. Or like you mentioned earlier, like as soon as the tight ends start coming off the board, you're like, oh crap, guess it's time yeah. for tight ends to to <laughs> yeah, be drafted.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or you lean the other way and you they pick the tight end, meaning there's gonna be value in either running backs and wide receivers, so now you get the next backs there. You you have to you do have to pay attention to trends, but then you can also lean into it the other way and take advantage of mm-hmm. people panicking and picking the third tier tight end when there's still wide receiver ones on the board, you know? Yeah, Because here's my my thinking, too, is you will always have
1: every season, every NFL season, you will have a handful of guys that will end up being consistent point earners that you pick up off the waiver wires like second or third week of the season. Mm -hmm. So I I don't usually try to panic get except for quarterback because you Mm -hmm. hardly ever get a second third week quarterback that just kind of pops up like that and if you do there's like maybe one whereas wide receivers and running backs there will be a handful of them that by week two three four you're like that's probably going to be somebody i want to pick up right see I, it's funny i i kind
3: of go the opposite direction um i usually wait to draft quarterbacks because i feel like The top tier quarterbacks are good and worth it, but they're not, they're so deep in quarterback in this league, in the NFL Mm -hmm. now. There's no reason to reach for a quarterback. Well, see, Um, the leagues
1: I've played in before, they've overweighted the points that quarterbacks get. Like, you were talking about like the quarter a point for completions. Mm -hmm. I was in a league one time that it was a point per completion.
3: Okay, then, yeah, then that changes everything. So yeah, you'd have, like, wide
1: receivers yeah. and running backs with, like, you know, averaging 20-ish points, and the quarterbacks were, like, 50, 60 points a game. Yeah. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. crap, you know? Yeah. Right. So right. Or maybe no, it was I, a half a point, but it wasn't but a point. It's, yeah. it, but regardless, that
3: still adds up. I mean, like I said, 40 completions is 20 points. That is a decent running back's output for the week. right so, for the yeah. whole yeah for the whole yeah. day exactly so yeah, before
2: going it. into the draft of any of your draft dynasty best ball know your roster settings and your scoring so yes that will dictate <laughs> your strategy going into yeah. the draft yeah.
3: um absolutely the other thing i would that i'd say if we're giving off strategy advice is i don't e- i almost times don't even bother drafting a kicker or a defense i've mm. gone and actually yeah. just drafted yeah. all the other positions and yep. then i'll just Same. drop somebody your trade do me of- a
2: favor and just drop the position altogether in your league
3: it's not a bad idea, but I have—I mean, there's leagues I've won because in fact, we were talking earlier, I was in a league once where to make the special teams more pertinent, they counted uh, return yards.
0: Ooh, so once, okay. uh,
3: so that was interesting. Cause then yeah, like, yeah. if you want a team that has a good defense, cause then they punt a bunch and then they get the point, the ball back and be able to return for yardage. Right. Um, the Cleveland Browns were for some reason really good that year, despite the Browns really shitty season. Their
0: offense is terrible. Well, well, It's but, better now, right? Back it then, is I
3: much mean, better right now. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know that, that that was that was one of the highest scoring positions was that Cleveland Most defense because the, the return yeah. yards. So at, that goes to Corgi's point to make sure you know that you're who can score what basically, and vice versa, who can't score what. So like, uh, if a field goal miss gets you negative points, or right. um, you know, incompletion gets you negative points, which uh, does happen for whatever reason, or how much an interception costs because. Mm. Uh, if it's going to be, like, negative 10 points, you might want to avoid uh, a quarterback that's known for throwing <laughs> interceptions. Jameis Winston, baby. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm <laughs> glad you did. That's fine. I'll say um, it. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's there's always that. But at the same time, um, yeah, defense. And, I'm with you. Defense and kicker, I'd be fine getting rid of the position altogether. But I have one. Justin Tucker has gotten me to the finals more than yes. once. Oh, like, that well, is yeah. my yeah.
0: man at kicker. Yeah, I've yeah, had Jason him Tuck so was. many years at same. kicker. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, you know I like the brother? defense. Yeah, I like defense. But yeah, in the one league I'm doing, one of the leagues I'm doing, we got rid of kicker and we added an uh, additional flex spot uh, to make it a bit more interesting. Um, so that's going to change things around because we do have – it's a 10-person league. So it, it, again, that's just like it just kind of puts me on my head a bit on uh, on draft strategy. But for me, if I do – if I pick in the first three – uh I will genuinely I will generally go with a running back if I get like a top 3 pick. If I'm in the middle, everything's out the window. I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's just it becomes <laughs> like I, it's it's panic mode if it's like uh 4 through 9 um or uh, around 9 and 10 it's not too bad because if I do pick late, uh I tend to do a QB wide receiver combo. Uh if I do pick late. Um and that's if people don't take like a top tier QB for, to go off the board. Like I had a guy go off the board and do like, he picked Tom Brady like third one year because he was a homer. Mm -hmm. And of course Brady had like a crazy, it was like a record breaking season for touchdowns, but still like, it's just one of those things that's like, you can't plan for that. But like, if I could, if I can hold off until like round 10 and um, do a wide receiver QB combo, I'm like, I'm golden. Like I, I, I don't, I don't, care if i end up with like a shittier running back or um you know whatever like i i I will i will stick with that strategy till i die
1: i prefer actually drafting later in a snake draft yes because i'm kind of like you i'd I'd rather get you know spot you know eight not depending on the number of teams you know Mm -hmm. i don't want to pick first like uh, a couple years ago in our work uh league uh guy drafted it was like he was I think he was first pick, and he went David Johnson. And that was the year after he had that breakout <laughs> no. year, and then yeah. what, blew out his ACL, I think, yeah. week one. Or won, he had yeah. some season-ending injury, and he was yeah. like, well. Welcome yeah, and it's there's like, your, oh, There's your whole season. He's yeah. out, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's dangerous, you know, being being that high up and wasting that first pick on somebody that could possibly end up either being a bust or could end up being injured and, and out for the entire season. So I'd, I'm kind of like Nate. I'd rather be later drafting 8, 9, 10 or something and then coming back around to get again and just go. Oh. I, again, depending on the league, I don't necessarily go quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, running back. I'll sometimes go running back, wide receiver um, in that particular situation. And, again, it depends on the value that's on the board. I could right. go double wide receiver I could go double running back
3: I've had the number one pick one time I hate it had yeah, Adrian I Peterson think. he played yeah. one game was out the rest of the season yeah I have it I have I'm actually drafting in like three hours my first draft this week and I have nice. the number one draft in that I'm not thrilled about it I've tried to trade the spot but of course everyone's trying to under- undersell the value because that league does allow trading draft positions and um yeah so I'm a little nervous about whoever I pick having a jinx
1: I, I think so. the first round pick is almost like the Madden cover curse. You know, it's like yeah. you're just jinxing whoever you end up drafting. Maybe I'll pick a kicker.
2: <laughs> you know, you're Tucker's wake rec- falls Christian off. McCaffrey.
3: I I I mean that's who it suggests to do first. I mean I would do Cook, but Cook always seems like he gets hurt. Um
2: one or two games a season at least. Yeah,
3: and I don't remember who the third one was. Um there's another running back so I can't It was, was
2: Henry, he just dropped down, I think it's Kamara.
1: He might have moved up now that they announced yeah. Winston's the
3: starter.
2: Yeah. Because if
1: it was Taysom Hill, you know, you don't want to get Kamara early on. Yeah, no. but
3: either way, like, yeah, I mean, those are great examples. But after that, you're right. And, Nate, I was laughing earlier because that's exactly what happens, is after that you're like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do exactly. You, you
0: genuinely, um, yeah. like, if you're, if, every what's that saying? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? Yes. Like, it's, like it's, it's literally like that. You're just... You log in, you're all you're all excited to draft, and then you're picking fifth or sixth or seventh. What and I always like, try
3: to do fuck. for <laughs> the longest time, and it worked okay, is when I ended up in those middle rounds, always go after Megatron because people are going after wide running backs and running backs, and then you're like, I'll take the first receiver, I'll take Megatron, especially since he can catch everything throwing at him. So, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, there's not a Megatron anymore. But uh, I remember his name now, of course, when I remember the football Kelly player, Nelson. not the actual. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, but no, no, I, I'm saying I. I I forgot Megatron's name earlier when we were talking about villains, but I can remember oh. Megatron now <laughs> that we're talking about the football players. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, that middle round's always tough. Um, and tight ends. Like, tight ends always seem to go early, and really...
2: Mm-hmm. So it's top-heavy, that's why you have the, the top five or six. Right, yeah. but then the people yeah. start drafting like, the deep. guys
3: in the middle. and it, Well, but that's the thing. I think it's deeper than people... I think your value is not there to draft as early as they will. Like, they'll draft <laughs> the first two, which will be, of course, uh, um, Kelsey. Kelsey and the guy from San Francisco. Um, like Kittle. Thank Kittle. 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 But then people get worried, and they're like, oh, I'm going to draft for a Gronk. What did Gronk do last year? You know what I mean? Right. So... It's, no, it's a
2: good distraction. Yeah, I, I know you hate the Raiders, but the Waller's up there at the top. Yes, you're, right, good you're good. right. You're right. Waller's you're right.
3: You're right. He's off my list, so I don't know what
1: his name. is. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, I uh, usually treat the tight end position kind of like I do with the kicker position, where I kind of go back and look at like the last five seasons' performance, and I'm like, okay, who's who's been the most consistent? Mm-hmm. You know, over those five seasons, and that's who I'm going to end up picking up. You know, just so I can count on him for you know x amount of points just sure. about every week, or at least average out. With that many points,
3: sure, I agree with that.
2: Another thing too, when you're drafting, is you want a great starting lineup. You want all those home run hitters, but you also want a deep bench. You want Mm -hmm. on those bye weeks, on those industry industry uh, bye weeks and injuries, Mm -hmm. uh, you want someone to replace. You know your first round injury that you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. So.
1: You bring up a good point with the bye week thing because, like, one year I was so mad at myself, I wasn't paying attention, and I drafted two quarterbacks that had the same bye week. Ooh. And you know, with receivers and running backs, it's not as big of a deal because of how many positions there are and how deep it usually is on the bench, but you may have only drafted two quarterbacks, right? Um, you have just drafted your starter and one more, depending on how many bench positions there are, and it's like, oh crap, they're both <laughs> off week five now. I've got to figure out what I'm going to do. So, mm-hmm. in in that situation, I usually wait till right before that week, and then drop, you know, whichever one's been the you know worst performing, and then go up and pick up another one, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna ride the other guy after the bye week. So, lesson learned there. Check the, one the thing, bye weeks.
0: The one thing that I found. Um, the most consistent quote unquote consistent um, behavior of people that finish well, like finish in a good spot in a fantasy league or even winners is that they're constantly making moves. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly watching the waiver wire, yes. knowing matchups, knowing things like that and taking those chances. And that, like that's one thing that I find, like if it's, if there's any tip it's just like, if you're, yes, it's, it's for fun, but when it gets down to it, just, good chunk of money on the line so you know treat treat it like that um and uh yeah it's it's fun though and i i really enjoy it it's like one of my favorite things to do okay so what do you
1: find the most annoying thing that people in your league do or that people in your league have done (laughs) when
0: yeah win against me
1: um by the way when when talking about those moves would you call those all money moves yes (laughs) yes (laughs) I, I couldn't you. resist. Just leave. Just, like... Just, just pack up and leave go. Leave studio, yes. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, what's the most annoying thing? It, it could be just a one-time thing, too. I'm just wondering, like, what's gotten on your nerves the worst? Losing
3: losing in the finals to somebody who played Tim Tebow.
1: <laughs> was that the year that Tim Tebow uh, was, uh, like, actually doing well for the he Broncos? He was the starter
3: for the Broncos, and I had Vic that year, which I didn't love playing Vic anyway, but... Um, yeah, he, uh, he beat me at the end and he picked him up that week and I was like, God damn it, Tebow. <laughs> Couldn't get in the end zone to save your life usually, but whatever. Um, other
1: than that, I mean. My biggest pet peeve is people that join a league and then do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just the ghost it.
2: Yeah. They're not setting their lineups. They're not responding to waiver offers or trash talk or anything. They basically set it and forget it. And well, what
3: what sucks about that is they usually have a decent team like the first three weeks Yes, and then when the buys come around they're like oh I'm not changing and then it's like easy wins for other people that's what I was
1: about to say is I hate it when I've already played them week one, two, or three and then all of a sudden they they just you know dropped off and then it's like oh everybody's gonna get a free, free win against them or the worst that's happened before is the guy that doesn't End up setting his roster week nine or ten ends up giving you a loss just by sheer yeah. luck, and just I've had that happen luck.
3: numerous times.
0: Yeah, yes, I I yeah. can relate. No, yeah, that's that's definitely my number one pet peeve. Is like, if you're gonna participate, do it all the way. And if you if you do feel like you need to drop out, you know, let the commissioner know, and we'll find someone else. You know, well, like it, right, not ideal, obviously, but um. I'd much rather have someone that was trying and, you know, setting a line up and doing their best. And, um, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of trading myself and I get a lot of trade offers. And like, I have a couple of buddies that like, this is pet peeve. Number two is that they constantly offer me trade offers. And it's like, I don't like trading in fantasy because I feel like I would be kicking myself too much if I gave up something. Mm-hmm. And then that, player ended up doing really well even though I have no control over it it's just one of those things that's like I'd rather have made that decision on my own that I benched him and or dropped him and added it to the waivers you know things like that versus me trading him away and it's just FOMO. Like a mental block for, yeah FOMO. it's 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 really FOMO. just a mental FOMO block for me that prevents me from trading most of the time
2: no I get that yeah. making it I up for myself not to send eight trade off <laughs> I, I people my... that have no idea
1: like how to, like, make Value. a decent trade yeah. Yes, exactly yeah, that it's like, too. Yeah. I'll offer you Ryan Fitzpatrick And Latavius Murray for Derrick Henry I'm like, no, like, why would you want to do that Well, you're getting two people, I'm only getting one Okay, come on, man, get out of here Like, how is
2: that even a fair trade <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's when you use people's biases Maybe this guy is a uh... mm. You know, a New Orleans fan, and they really like Murray. And <laughs> or you want to trade
0: uh, trade Brady to or trade a buck to uh, Joey, and Joey will just drop him afterwards. And that's yeah. You know, yeah, I'll trade.
3: I'll give you this meatball sub if you trade me. <laughs> that
1: would actually be a really cool trade. I take it. Uh, I take that trade. Oh, pet peeve:
0: collusion. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. 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 They'll get you kicked out of the league real quick. And, yeah. like, yeah, you're not welcome back if you if you attempt any of that, for sure.
3: But it um, happens. It's like, yeah. Or are the people that claim to be stupid and don't, like, that's the last week before you can uh, – the playoffs, they know that are going to make it so they're like, oh, I'm going to drop all my players now. Oh, my God. And yeah. it's like, that's not how that no, works. No, that's not how
0: it works. Yeah, not at
2: all. My brother-in-law did that, went back in, oh. re-added it, and locked his team. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. As a commissioner, yeah. But yeah. A and then the commissioner's like, oh, I'm not involved. That's that, that – Commissioners need to be involved. That's why they're yeah, there. That's yes. why they're there
0: for sure. Listen to your league. Yeah. Um. Question for Corgi because you you've seemed like you run a few leagues. So you've run a few leagues in your past. Um. What is your? Why do you do it? Really. Because it's a thankless job, honestly. Amen Commissioning a fantasy football league is a very thankless job. And Especially I thank you for doing it. So I thank you for doing it. For your family league. Yeah. Like, what, what keeps you coming back to doing that every year?
2: I mean, I feel like it's really fun. I, I enjoy it. I mean, and if no one else is going to do it, I'll, I'll take the lead I, and do it.
3: That's why I've been commissioner a couple times, because nobody else would. I'm like, fine, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> because what sucks about being commissioner more than the stuff that we're talking about here with uh you know changes to leagues or collusion or whatever is getting money from people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're in a $20 league, they we live in the days of PayPal and Venmo and I have to harass you a lot like it's week 9 and you still haven't paid me, you know? Like come on. Pay up. It's 20 bucks. I don't care where you get the money. Sell cocaine or something. Just give me the fucking money so I can sell call it up. good cuz yeah, so yeah. what you need to do? To get that 20 bucks and if, if or make an arrangement. At least be honest about it because it sucks when somebody's ghosting you and you're like, oh, I'll get it to you. I need more than that. You need to give me a date. You need to give me why you waited. Like, well, that sucks why you being punished
2: you, uh, you, you know and trust. That's what it right. makes it fun. You know? Right. Agreed. Agreed.
1: I feel that's- seen because I haven't paid Corgi yet for the league. Yeah, I don't think I them. paid Corgi yet. <laughs> no, no. One's, don't, but I haven't really uh, pushed it. Yeah. Corgi texted Clint ahead, time, Hey, can you make a comment about people yeah, paying you
0: make paying sure get <laughs> made? Yeah. Joey, I've been Joey commissioned enough to know that. <laughs> uh, so what you're saying is, Clint, you hate when people owe you money and ghost you? Is that what you're saying? I, I am.
3: <laughs> or, when they, or when they get upset that I ask them for the money they owe me, and they're saying it's my fault that they owe me money.
1: Yeah. How dare you yeah. be nice and get them My things. work
2: league was like that, and I've w- I, I won it two or three times, and I didn't get paid out to like April.
1: Oh my god.
2: Because he he was like, I'm still collecting money and so it's one of the reasons I dropped that. The commission was not active. Yeah, Mm -hmm. worse
1: than that is playing in a league where they don't collect money because then like you definitely will get several people that don't end up. After like the fourth week and they're not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Because this last last school year with our coaches league that we do, like, I guess it was because pandemic stuff and it was kind of like a last minute thing that we kind of got together and finally did it and so they were like we're not going to do it for money this year i'm like and the exact same thing happened like we had like two or three people that were got barely paying attention yeah yeah you know you gotta you gotta put something in there
0: yeah one of my gms what he does is uh if you don't pay by the day before the uh season kicks off he'll un he'll take your team he will lock it, and he will remove all your players from your starting lineup until you pay him, and you just start an empty team until you pay up. <laughs> so um, it's a lot of work because that's right. that, you shouldn't have to do that, especially when you're when you're playing with friends. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes those are the things you got to do to get actually that money.
3: actually. Uh, yeah, look up to the, that friend that does that because uh, I, I there's times I should have done that. There's many times I should have yeah. done that,
0: Yeah. but. Yeah. But it's been like one of my buddies, the one of the leagues that I'm in. My buddy, like it's a running joke that I don't pay him till the end of the year. So it's just like it's been ongoing for like ten years. Now, <laughs> I don't pay him until on like he, on purpose. Yeah, just it's purely on purpose. It's just it's, it's, it's like a it's a fifty dollar league. Yeah. It's not even like it's it's not like you know we're not talking like hundreds of dollars or anything. Um, but it's an ongoing thing where I just like the start of the season is like, are you going to pay me this year? I'm like, no, I'll, I'll, either you'll pay me out when I win or I'll pay you at the end of the year when, when you have to do it. And last year, I, actually, <laughs> um, I finished second. So I was like, well, I've got my you don't need my money this because just put it towards next year and you got my league fee for this year. So he's like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so it worked out. It worked out. And there yours. actually has been a couple of years where I did win, where I was just like, take my buy in out and then pay me out the the difference so (laughs) okay so
2: what is your guys overall success rate i mean how many ships do you have i i think i've
1: i think i've got either one or two and this is with my old work league like i was way more successful with them which is actually weird because they were way more active than the new work league i'm in And I've only ever done work leagues. Like this is my first year doing any with like friends outside of work. Um, But it just production just went downhill um, for my new one. Like I said, I think I've got one, maybe two at at my old work, and was pretty consistent about making it at least to right before the finals, if not into the finals, just about every season that I played. But yeah, so I, I guess I've been playing for about. I don't know, eight to ten years, somewhere around there. And so I, I don't know if that's good or not, but like I said, I've got about one or two to my name. I have five or six overall, but I've played for years, so <laughs>
3: it's not a great rate, but it's what I got.
0: Yeah. I think I've won I was the first back to back um in one of the leagues that I played in and then lost the next year and then won again the year after that. So I think like I have three in that league. Um, but like I've done other fantasy sports. Like I've done like hockey, I've done baseball, I've done basketball. Uh, oh, for however many years I've been doing those. Um so football's the on only baseball. one I've been successful.
3: Uh, only done football baseball once and one at all and never do it again. Cause I didn't even know what I was doing then. <laughs> 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 all I did was change out the players yeah, that were team. playing that day. That's all I did.
0: <laughs> baseball is crazy. Cause there's so many games and there's so much management. Um, I had a buddy that we did. He did a baseball league. Uh, he was in the baseball league he did not win a single week or like the entire season. And we still give him shit to it to this day. (laughs) You have to try to do that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Putting in some effort there.
0: And he was actually fairly active. Like he, it wasn't like he was just kind of ghosted as like he was, he wasn't trying super hard, but like, it wasn't like, yeah, he was just not good. He was just not good at uh, setting baseball lineups.
3: How many championships do you have Corgi? Uh,
2: I've been playing since 2015, uh, started with two leagues there, a work league and a family league. Work one, I've won twice, family league three times. Damn. The nerds one that we have that's been going on for, about four or five years, I've won that two or three times. Yeah. Uh, I always make the playoffs, but I'm also like one of the most active ones there. Right, so. right. yeah, yeah. And then the Dynasty League that I'm in, it's all hardcore family and a couple other people that join. I think uh, uh, Asian Joey's in that one. No, no and, <laughs> uh, My boy. But, yeah, uh, I like the competitive nature of it. I'm thinking maybe next year when things uh, lighten up, I might do a big money league just to try it out. 50. So what in, Yeah, that's <laughs> I what I was about to say. It.
1: So what in your definition is big money? That's what I'm wondering.
2: Like two. Two fifty. Jesus, nope, yeah, too high for my blood. Well, that just means everyone's going to be active. No one's just going to, you know. Yeah, coast. no one's going
3: to coast. On that, too rich yeah. for my blood. I stand by that statement.
2: <laughs> I'm cheap. Yeah, I but when you win, you win.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, that's, a, yeah. that's a good. Wow. That's a good chunk of change if you win.
1: It really it, is, but I mean, it's a lot to to see go if you don't get anything out of it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a hard pill to swallow in just the first a pair place of shoes, to right? lose. That's fine. Well, that's true. Okay, I can't really argue with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, but the
3: pair of shoes you got to keep, you got to wear, you got to not crease them. But but you got to. Or, f- or if I win,
1: I can buy another pair and just be
3: well, like, hey, true. this you is just. You can buy
0: like five pairs if you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, with the 250 one, crap. Yeah. Hell
0: crap. Yeah. yeah. Crap, Crap, yeah. yeah. Um
3: <laughs> Well should we kinda wrap this discussion up? So, uh Corgi, one more last thing I want to ask before is do you have any advice any additional advice you'd like to give to anybody listening who might be playing their very first year of fantasy football?
2: Have fun with it. You know, I mean don't take it too seriously. Uh and and don't be afraid to ask your commissioner or your other league mates for advice. I mean they want to be competitive. And I know they want to win, but it's also not fun to win against someone who just tacos the league, you know? So, yeah, Taco! Ask them, when,
3: <laughs> ask them when you're not playing them that week, maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I can't argue that. Awesome.
0: That's awesome. Um, Corgi, thank you for joining us today. Um, Thanks for having me. You are a man of many talents and hobbies, and they a lot of them align with what we enjoy as well, so... Uh, we'll definitely have you back on to maybe talk about a third thing. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> third thing.
2: Something. Corgi, real quick, do you remember what our bet is for this year for the Raiders and the Broncos? We said uh donation to a charity. Remember did that part? It, uh, did we say it's the first? I know we played twice. So are we doing it on the first one or the second one? I'll let you pick. <laughs> I, I, That's the thing. I couldn't remember <laughs> if we were doing one game or if we were doing the series.
3: But, um, shit, let's do the first game. First game? Okay. Yeah awesome and the reason I say that is because I have to, I probably have to bet with the Vanser guys at the second game and pay them up something because that's what happened last year too
2: <laughs> I, might, I think I think the first game's in Vegas so I might attend it just so I can send you a screenshot of me winning nice. ah, oh. <laughs> you
3: know, I look I feel like the Broncos have pretty good luck when they play on the road against the Raiders yeah I'm saying It'd
0: be amazing but live it's... updates from Corgi <laughs> like in the stadium telling Clint like oh get ready to send that money yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Finally, get to use my uh, my season passes.
3: Fantastic!
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Like I, I first of all, I love Vegas. Second of all, being able to watch either a hockey game at some point and or a football game in Vegas is like legit. One of the th- things that I'm absolutely going to do once I can fully travel again is it's definitely on my list of things to do. Oh,
3: yeah. By the way, Corgi, um, if you ever have tickets unused, I know somebody who would probably be willing to pay you for them to go to the game if you can't make that week or whatever. Just send it out there. Okay. <laughs> Do you yeah, know some uh,
0: people that live in
3: Vegas, well, well, former guests of the show, yeah. Yes. The Vanser guys want to really go, and I I don't know. Just saying. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm are saying?
2: They, what, what's their home team?
3: They, they, they're, they live in and have always lived in Vegas. Okay. So okay. So they are actual hardcore. Last year, we had a bet on a game, and I had to give them Dorksman shirts because I lost. So um, <laughs> they are legit.
2: I'll reach out to them.
1: Excellent.
0: Good guys. Wonderful yes, guys. Very good. Oh, yes. The best guys. Agreed. I Next can't week- wait to
1: go to Vegas just to, you know, go hang out with them. So
0: not, they know
3: where the cool parts are. But that's, a, well, that's exactly. a podcast we've already done, so <laughs> go back and listen. <laughs>
0: we'll do it again. Yes. We'll do it again. But, uh, yes, thank you, Corgi. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter or Instagram or any of your social medias?
2: It is Corgi Commander everywhere. Uh, Corgi, K-O-H-M-A-N-D-R um yeah Uh, mostly on twitter but i'm also on instagram facebook youtube just to grab those names but yeah
0: cool follow on youtube do it (laughs) smash that subscribe button smash that subscribe (laughs) (laughs) button um but yes um as always you can follow make sure you're following us uh the dorksman at uh, twitter and instagram on the underscore dorksman Uh, Clint, Tuesday night, will Mm -hmm. you be streaming?
3: I'm actually going to be streaming this Tuesday night. I've been in and out, but uh, I'm planning on playing some Super Mario 3D World. And I'm actually planning on streaming on Thursday. We're going to try this new thing called the Extra Life Power Hour. And uh, what that is is we've seen so many friends raise a lot of money for Extra Life, which is so awesome, doing these long-duration 24-hour streams. We're going to try it the other way. So what it, what the, what it's going to entail is be you know me streaming and then the more money we raise for Extra Life, the longer I keep playing. So uh, if, you know if you guys are really generous, I could stay up all night and have a horrible day Friday at work. So it's up to you how you handle that. But uh, more details on that coming on
1: Twitter this week. What you really should do is offer to stop streaming if people pay you because that might work out
2: better you know what if it comes down right now
1: (laughs) sure how about how
3: uh, that's what i'll do i won't do power hour if i raise 500 dollars by the beginning of the by that time that comes up how about
2: that what's your venmo again (laughs) no no i'm directly to extra life okay
0: i was joining with clint i was like this might be worth throwing everything on the credit card just to make him stay up all night (laughs) <laughs> and make them work the next day, or right. Right, together. like
3: I just know. at it. and I, I, plan on doing this multiple times this September, depending how it goes. So,
0: right. that's awesome. Um, there's been a lot of great charity streams lately, Clint. I know you did the, um, you and Phil did the Extra Life last mm-hmm. weekend. You guys raised a bunch of money. Uh, lots of prizes went out. to Some they haven't gone out.
3: They're going out this week. They're so going anybody out this who week? won, they haven't they haven't gone out yet. You haven't missed. They will go out this week though. Sweet.
0: Um, yeah. So keep an eye on our on our Twitter. Keep an eye on Clint's Twitter um we were retweeting and sharing a lot of the other streams as well i know uh, jedi did a uh lego stream Mm. yesterday and there's just a ton of other opportunities to to stream and help out and just hang out and just spread the word about uh the community doing uh work for charity which is always good to see always Always. good to see yes for the kids Um, for the kids change kids health change kids health do it kids are important kids are our future (laughs) that's all i hear that's what they tell me. I don't have kids. That's what they tell me. <laughs> Banner is our future. He's sleeping away somewhere.
1: Oh, come on, Banner! <laughs> He's doing go his change
0: best. the world. He's doing his best. He's got to rest up before he does. He should. I'm gonna teach him to do that. <laughs> yes, that's my goal. That's my goal. good luck. Stay um, strong. Keep, keep going. going. <laughs> keep going. But yes, uh, thank you again, Corgi, for joining us this week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we'll definitely do this again. Uh, Make sure you're following CTS media as well. This is where you can listen to the episode uh, across the streams, Mm -hmm. media.com. Again, new episode Monday. Um, Anything else from anybody before we wrap it up, wrap it up B Corgi, you got to sign off ready to go. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Good luck in your fantasy football this season. If you're in it, Uh, have fun. Most importantly, pay your, pay your commissioners, pay your league fees, be kind to your commissioners. They do it for free. Um and that's my secret. I'm always angry. Meaty clackers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Word <laughs> homies. Raider Nation. <laughs>